Anyway, don't you find that interesting to learn about Marty Huggins? That's my opponent, Marty Huggins. Eat up, everyone. Enjoy. Welcome to the fucking show. This is the main event of the evening. So this is the latest episode of the main event. A lot to cover, a lot to talk about uh, this past week over the weekend. Uh, I think we're going to talk some Canelo, talk some NFL schedule. J- just came out, maybe do some little UFC later. Uh, Joel, what's going on? What's going on, my man? How we doing? Big weekend uh, that we just had, man. It, it was fun. It was fun. A lot of sports going on. A lot of our teams uh, making some moves, man. So uh, let's get into it. Yeah, lots to talk about, but we'll start with the big boxing event over this past weekend. Can I think I you have to. Eating? I think we have to start with this, man. I think it yeah. was really, it really took over 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 the weekend. It really did. It was mm-hmm. huge, man. It, it felt like huge. a big I event. It felt like it this. felt like a big deal. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Go, yeah, but, yeah. Lead us into it. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I guess we'll talk about the fight a little bit. Maybe talk about what's next. Maybe talk about just uh, the overall event itself but canelo yeah. well it was a heck of a week it was a heck of a week leading up to so maybe cover some of that yeah yeah mr billy joe did not disappoint i don't think yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, up until he got into the ring yeah uh yeah canelo Alvarez defeated billy joe saunders via tko uh billy joe saunders did not come out uh to, to start the ninth round so that that was kind of it the, the fight after the fight ended after eight rounds we could talk a little bit i guess like you said leading up to it there was a little bit of a a uh, little issue about the ring size, I guess. From my understanding, the standard a little ring rubbish, size, a little rubbish, a little rubbish. Uh, the standard ring size has always been twenty by twenty. Uh, Canelo asked for an eighteen. Uh, Billy Joe wanted like a twenty-four, and they met in the middle. Not kind of not really at twenty-two, but that ended up uh, being the issue. Uh, I'm not sure how much you want to talk about the fight itself. Um, the only thing that I really just want to say, and the first thing that came to my mind after the conclusion of the fight was. Billy Joe Saunders kept like doing the thing where he was like right by Tyson Fury claiming to be a gypsy. And the first thing that came to my mind was everybody wants to be a gypsy till it's time to be a gypsy. Cause uh, I mean, we could do the, I, what everybody talks about the, the morning after the Monday after was did Billy Joe quit? Did Billy Joe not quit? Uh, how do you even want to like say that? What I would say is just everybody wants to be a gypsy till it's time to be a gypsy. Uh, we, we've seen people with a lot more worse injuries. I know a lot of people are saying he broke his face. His career is in jeopardy at this point. Uh, all I know is he, he didn't come out. He kind of folded up like a lawn chair. Uh, I, a lot more we could talk about, but Joel, um, whatever you want to say on the fight. Well, well, it's interesting that you say, you know, they're, they're, it's, everybody wants to be a gypsy and, and you know, with, until they want to be a gypsy. What's interesting is, you know, one, one of the big British chances, uh, you know, there's only one. And then, you know, you know, you, you yell, you know, their favorite fighter's name. You know, it started with Ricky Hatton, really, back in the early 2000s. Um, you know, obviously, Tyson Fury is kind of carried along. There's only one Tyson Fury. Um, I think there really is only one. And I don't think Billy, John, uh, Billy Joe Saunders is it. You know, I sort of bought into the hype a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit too much. Um, I, I, ju- I just sort of, I liked what he was saying. I liked how he was building the fights. I think you can agree, right? You enjoyed how he built the fight, right? I mean, this is what Canelo needs oh, good. at this point with the superstar the Canelo weeds. I mean, I think sure. we ate it up all week. I think we all kind of ate it up all week. Um, but, but again, you know, there, there really is only one. And I think he, I don't think he's on the level of Tyson Fury. Um, let's just be honest. You know, he can hang out with Tyson Fury all he wants, but you know, when it's time to get into the ring, um, you know, it, it's time to work. I, I, I honestly didn't think it was too bad a performance by Billy Joe. I mean, I think you can, once he got hit and once Canelo really felt, mm-hmm. once he really felt Canelo's power, I didn't really see, much of him and i think you know obviously you know once he cut that once he caught that uppercut to the face i, I thought the fight was over absolutely um but i thought early in the, in, the, in the middle rounds i thought he was doing well i thought he was kind of engaging with canelo i thought he was moving well using his jab well because that was the big thing coming in i mean again we don't know much about billy Saunders. i've only seen him fight a couple times before this and one of the big things was his ring generalship and his jab and i thought he used it well 
But again, at this point in Canelo's career, man, I mean, when he starts hitting you, and, and you know what's interesting about Canelo lately is he really has been taking out some early rounds. Uh, I, I don't think against Andy Yildrum he did that, you know, because obviously Yildrum wasn't even in, you know, the same category as him. Yeah, just a when you get to these fighters, definitely yeah, exactly, he has been. I mean, remember the Kovalev fight? I mean, I think he was down early in the Kovalev fight. I think the mm-hmm. Jacobs fight as well. Um, and then obviously the Billy Joe, I think a lot of people had it close early, maybe through, yeah. you know, two or three, I'm sorry, three or four rounds. Mm-hmm. But uh, once Canelo starts walking you down, once he kind of figures out you and kind of figures out that you really have nothing for him, I mean, he's going to walk you down and he's going to hurt you. And it's not really the typical, you know, big, you know, Mike Tyson knockout punches, but Canelo's landing some clean punches on the face to the body. Um, and it's really, it's really becoming impressive. He's really becoming a star. Listen, I, I've said to you a million times, you know, it's about me. I'm not a huge Canelo fan, but the, the performances he's putting on, the shows he's putting on along with Eddie Hearn, it's just been incredible, right? I mean, it, it really is. I, I think it's not even becoming so much about who he's fighting. It's just the fact that he's fighting. And I love how active he is. That is one thing that boxing needs is they need an active guy like Canelo to really push forward through what's really been a tough time in boxing. I and mean, let's be honest, uh, you know, the, the, I think the UFC kind of really did a really good job with the whole COVID thing, promoting those fights. Boxing's really struggled with it, but Canelo's really coming back and, you know, I mean, the, the, the show on Saturday, I mean, I, I don't think anybody had a bad review on it. I think it was absolutely incredible. And, and it really showed, I think, the star that Canelo is and Canelo really is becoming, right? Yeah, I just, uh, I want to actually, was supposed to leave off with that, but I just completely missed it. But I mean, yeah, yeah. Talk, about, gotta... talk about his star, talk about his star power, because I think you yeah. kind of dive into him a little bit more than, uh-huh. than anybody else that I know, yeah. at least. So yeah. kind of talk about where you think he's at as far as yeah. being a star or when, you know, really where he's going, right? Yeah, I think at this point right now, I just felt like maybe last or this weekend, this past fight, I felt like it's definitely peaked and it seems like it's growing. I mean, I was thinking about it the other day. I just feel like I don't want to say he's becoming like I, a lot of people are pointing to the Spanish thing, talking a lot more English, saying he's becoming Americanized. But I just feel like he's becoming a lot more accessible. Uh, he's doing a lot more media. Uh, I think he's just so much more accessible than he was during his early zone days with with uh, maybe like the Jacobs fight, the Rocky Philly fight. But especially, it kind of seems like it's just building and building, building from coming back with the Cal Smith fight and the Abney Yeldrum fight and the Billy Joe Saunders fight. I feel like it's just building and building and building. And uh, like I said, I wanted to lead off with just you got to tip the hat to everybody that put that event together. Eddie Hearn, Jerry Jones, give Jerry Jones some credit. You know, Jerry Jones loves himself some credit. <laughs> everybody that just put that event together. And I was I was just watching the. Uh, because DAZN puts their clips together. It was like a four-minute clip. Oh, DAZN's no- doing a fantastic job with all those yeah. clips. You sent me a couple links to them, and DAZN's doing a fantastic yeah, job. Yeah. I absolutely love what they're doing. Then they're doing the embedded style, you know, mm-hmm. kind of fight week. It's, it's like, have you, have you watched them? It. It's literally a ripoff. Oh, yeah. Embedded. Uh, yeah, uh, you know what? It is. It really is. But I like how they cover the other fighters as well. That's that's yeah. something I like what the UFC does. But, you know, again, uh, embedded yeah. something cool. So I don't, yeah. I don't mind. Uh, I don't think anybody should mind, you know, kind of ripping them off, like you said. Yeah. But uh, they had the four-minute clip of just his entrance, and I was just watching that a couple times. I was just like, "It's it kind of seemed Mind like blowing. the fight. The fight was kind of over before. Sorry, just the mariachi, the seventy thousand. I mean, I've just rewatched a couple of times. Just the wave of fucking people that were there. That that was very cool. Uh, just a sense of normalcy. Just seeing a big fucking crowd, big fucking event, big fight. The ring walk. I don't I don't think I've ever seen a ring walk sponsored. It was sponsored by Hennessy. Uh, you made the, the comment to me about WrestleMania. It, it, is that like the stage? It, 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 had a re- it had a WrestleMania feel to it. Absolutely. It absolutely had a WrestleMania feel to it. And poor Billy Joe was just kind of standing in the ring, kind of just waiting for Canelo. You know what's That's funny? The, Floyd, you know. Floyd, I was, was just going to say real quick, because he, he made a big deal about the ring size. He should have made a deal about Canelo's ring walk. About, yeah, Canelo's ring walk. Absolutely. It's funny, because remember, Billy Joe was walking by himself, sort of. And yeah. kind of taking his sweet time. Doing but, the gypsy. You know, thing. Canelo, at least Canelo, it was, inter- it was entertaining the time he went. What's interesting about Canelo is Floyd, remember, he used to be notorious for kind of making his guys wait in the ring as he waited yeah. in the back, right? I mean, they're, they're, yeah. Canelo, Canelo's out, and you can see Canelo, but he's just not coming to the ring, you know, kind of in the same time that Floyd did. No, yeah. no, it, it's impressive, man. I, 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 com- I completely agree with you with the zone factor to it. It really is impressive what they're doing and how they're sort of selling and promoting Canelo. And they know – what, what I love about what I love about the zone is they're not screwing around with this. They know the star they have in Canelo. They know that that they can't really do anything wrong because, you know, because, again, Canelo's a free agent at this point. We can get into that as we transition in anything. I don't think, you know, there's much to talk about the fight. I mean, Canelo was about as dominant as you can be. Um, there were some interesting, you know, early rounds. But after that, you know, once Canelo once Canelo put his power on him, that was it. But what, what I love about what the zone is doing is they're not fumbling this. They know the star they have. They know the energy, the effort they need to put into Canelo, and that's exactly what they're doing, right? I mean, they're, they're not screwing around with this, and they're not trying to lose Canelo. 
And uh, no matter where Canelo goes, you know, maybe you can kind of lay into what he's kind of happening, yeah. you know, with his next fight with Caleb Plant. But it seems like Eddie Hearn and him are kind of making a partnership, whether his next fight's on the zone or not, right? No, a thousand percent. Uh, another thing I want to talk about, just like, uh, it just seems like, obviously, Canelo had the big, bad breakup with Golden Boy and, Eddie Hearn's kind of been that bridge between him and his own. It just worked out perfectly. They just put on big events. Uh, just go. I mean, we talk about the projecting the Caleb Plant fight. Uh, you and me both know Al Heyman. He's not really a guy that like uh, he's not accessible. He's not even like Aram. Like he's just kind of in the background, really, literally. I don't. And I don't know if I. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could spot Bob, uh, Al Heyman on the street if you walk. No, by, you honestly. probably couldn't. Every time you've got to bring it up, I have to Google him. <laughs> no, a thousand percent. Yeah, it's, it, it's always good to have like this face for the fight, the promoter for the fight. Eddie Hearn, it seems like every other day he is a I'm always watching. He has like these 10 minute videos just talking about Tyson Fury, uh, the, the past fight, the fight he has coming up. Yeah, it's just good. Kind of what it reminds me of just Dana White, how he just takes questions. Yep. Um, he'll sit yep. down with guys after the fights, before the fights, he'll take questions. He'll just do these sit downs and just be as blunt as possible, see where they are. It's just, very you just need a face. They're very accessible. You just need very a face. Exactly. You need someone to be accessible. Yep. You need a, just a face. And uh, it's very refreshing. It's it's definitely refreshing, especially I know he's kind of made this progress from the UK coming to the US. It, it's it's inc- incredibly refreshing. I think it's for like somebody getting into the sport. It's uh, it's really something that you can grab onto. Just having this guy that's very accessible. Uh, it, it, it's also putting it's also putting credibility to the guys that Eddie Hearn has. I mean, yeah. again, what he's doing with Canelo is absolutely incredible. You know, these last I believe four or five. five I think Canelo's fought six straight times on the zone, I believe, right? And then, you know, after sending that big deal, and now it really seems like the last three or four, that's really Eddie, Eddie Hearn-centric. And, you know, Eddie Hearn's really stepped in to kind of be the main man with Canelo. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's just impressive. Can you kind of just – I know, again, it, it's early in this, and he just fought. But can you kind of lay out to the people kind of where he's at with the, with gaining a third belt, wanting the mm-hmm. fourth belt, and kind of where maybe, maybe the whole Fox and yeah. the zone thing, where we're at with that and Caleb Plant? Because, obviously, Caleb Plant sure. shares the last – piece of the 168 title yeah. that can yeah so he uh defeated count smith for the wba and the wbc he defeated billy joe saunders for the wbo and now caleb plant it's like the I mean, i'm not even really familiar with it but ju- it feels like the uh the thanos thing where they say the what, they're collecting the whatever it is i don't even know it's a, yeah the the, the jewels or whatever yeah whatever. you're just collecting that's kind I, of I, I don't know either yeah he lost me but uh yeah caleb plant has the ibf belt uh, obviously a premier boxing champion fighter for Al Heyman. And uh, nobody's really sure how it's going to work. Eddie Hearn seems pretty firm. He seems pretty confident that he's going to reach out to uh, Caleb Plant's manager and make that work. But, uh, yeah, that, I think that's the fight to make. I don't know why, but it seems like there's a lot of like talk also about what could come if that doesn't happen, which I, I think this – I don't want to say – it just seems like everything's obviously been building up to get this undisputed thing. And yeah. uh, I don't know. Can, why can I ask you happen. why? Can I ask you why do you think it means so much Canelo to be undisputed? Uh-huh. You think it's just because never been done, or I mean, yeah, that's what he always more. That's what he always talks about because he's yeah, been talking what, about this for a while. Yeah. I mean, starting with mm. you know, I believe who, who did he win the first hundred sixty eight from? Smith. I believe it was back from Callum Smith, right? Yeah, yeah. He won two of them from Callum Smith, a yes. third one from Billy Joe, and now obviously yeah. the fourth one, right? Yeah, that's the only thing. The only thing I I could really say and is he just talks about the history, living a legacy. Eddie Reynoso, his trainer, he also says how he's kind of like a boxing historian. He's a, he says he reads like boxing books all the time, and he just wants to talk about making history with Canelo. So that I think because there's, I guess there's never been a three belt undisputed champion, and now I, I, I'm so, I'm pretty sure the WBO came in like the 90s, yeah. and so mm-hmm. four belts. So the one there was never a three belt champion, and now there's a potential five or four belt undisputed champion. Yeah, I just love it, you know, in, in the day and age of boxing, and we've talked about it, yeah. and, you know, we could talk about it for hours and hours, and we could have a 10-hour podcast on it. In, in the day and age with all the stupid belts and all the stupid, you know, interim title fights and this and that and the different weight classes, you know, for, for Canelo to really be pushing and really be trying to unify such a such a weight class with, again, it's not it's not the most high-profile weight class, right? I mean, there's obviously more high-profile weight classes like, you know, heavyweight, you know, like the Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence, you know, uh, weight class, like the Teofimo Lopez, Ryan Garcia, you know, those guys right there. Yeah. But for Canelo just to be trying to unify this belt and, and really being out there and saying who he wants uh-huh. and kind of making it happen like this, I, I think you really got to respect that. And I love the timeline he's on. I mean, December, February, May, he gets the third belt. I mean, December, he gets the first two belts. You know, February, he just puts on a show. We talked about it when it happened that, it, you know, it wasn't really a fight, but it was a show. And I was thoroughly entertained with it, you know, here in May. He gets a third belt, and then obviously September, 
I think is what he's targeting to get that fourth belt with Caleb Plant, right? It's, it's kind of where you would think maybe the next time we see him. Yeah, I guess that, that's a projection. But just going off what you were saying, talking about just the sport of boxing, I think the one thing that I think everybody can appreciate it, and you kind of already talked about, is just in its basic form and like kind of like the fucked up sport that it is where it seems like guys are getting paid so much, they just get their belt and just defend it against meaningless guys that really have no chance. All you can really ask is the system's already kind of fucked up with all these sanctioning bodies, all these belts. At this point in time, all you can ask is just to fight champions. Just in your division, fight your champions, see who's the really best. I mean, uh, I know Jamal Charles is doing it. Uh, he's going to unif- he's going to try and be undisputed at uh, 154. Tifomo uh, did it against Lomachenko, and then yeah. like I said, there, like there's so many other div- like you have the 147 division where yeah. you have Manny Pacquiao. He just got uh, he vacated his belt. He's going to give it to the yeah. Ugas guy. And then Errol Spence, he got his belt a while ago, and he's just been kind of – I think he's going to fight Ugas. Uh, but the 147 division, obviously the most notorious division where guys are just kind of sitting around, just yeah. holding their belts and not really fighting. It was, it was the division Floyd ruled for, for years and years. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, what, one thing that uh, you just you just hit on, and I really want to hone in on I have this on my on my sheet, is you just talked about, you know, kind of the day and age where, where these fighters, you know, once they get a belt, they really don't fight anybody, right? And, you know, they kind of just try to hold on to it, especially mm-hmm. if they're on cross promotions and all that. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of where I want to go with this Caleb Plant thing. Obviously, you know, the last couple of Canelo opponents, um, uh, uh, what was his name in December? Uh, Callum Smith, right? Yeah. Callum Smith, we didn't know much about, right? But he had a belt, so he had something Canelo wanted. Um, Angie Yildrim, that we don't even need to get into that. Billy Joe Saunders, he was a name. I, I knew about him, but I didn't watch much of him. But he had a belt, and he hadn't really fought anybody anytime soon. So that's where we're kind of at with Caleb Plant, right? I mean, Caleb Plant's a guy that, let's be honest, I mean, I think you were over the last time he was fighting. Uh, we had it on the small TV, no sound, and I don't think I watched more than two or three minutes, correct? I mean, I don't think you did either, right? You weren't honed in on the Caleb Plant thing, correct? Yeah. So what I'm getting at is, you know, that this is kind of where we're at, right? I mean, the, 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 he, he got a belt, I believe, about four fights ago, and he really hasn't fought anybody notable. I mean, I'm looking at his, I'm looking at his list. Mike Lee, I can't even pronounce the other guy's name. And then Caleb Chuax is the guy I just mentioned he mm-hmm. fought back in January. But again, you know, after that fight in January, I think you talked talk to me and told me that he's not going to fight again because he knows he has the Canelo ticket, right? Yeah. So my question to you is, and I believe I saw you kind of engage on Twitter with this real quick, is where, where do you think Caleb Plant's leverage is at? Because, mm-hmm. you know, he does have a he does have something Canelo wants. I mean, let's be honest, Canelo wants it. Canelo want, has said, even back in December, I believe Canelo said when he forgot the first two belts, you know, he wanted to do Billy Joe Saunders and then Caleb Plants. So where do you think Caleb Plants' leverage is at? I mean, do you think this is a difficult fight to make? I'm not asking you to get into the Fox or his own thing. I'm just asking you straight up, you know, where do you think Caleb Plants at? Again, you don't know the guy, but you obviously can kind of kind of kind of peer into what he's thinking as a fighter. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think this is this is something he needs to take? Do you think he can play a little hardball with it? Or I, I'm not sure kind of yeah. where you're at with it. The first thing that came to my mind is if he's not gonna fight Canelo, what what else is he gonna do? He's just gonna sit on his belt and just fight another meaningless fight. My thing is the one the one thing that just just kind of caught me is the, the way he came off was kind of like left a bad taste in my mouth. Like not even as a a fan of Canelo, like if I was just a boxing fan, just the way it came out is he said something along the lines of, "I know I need I know my worth. I know how much guys are getting paid to fight the Canelo. Um, I need to get what what's owed to me." It, it, that just comes off as super distasteful. It just seems like if just if if you're confident in your abilities, if you think you're as good as you say you are, because all these guys say before the fight they're going to beat Canelo. What did you like? Obviously, you're going to get paid a handsome amount more than you're ever going to get paid. But wouldn't you say I feel like confident enough that I'm going to beat this guy, and after that, maybe a rematch, I'm going to get paid even more handsomely? It just seems like these guys are just – it just comes off as super dis- – just gives, like, a, a bad taste to, like, a boxing fan, honestly. It's just but, – but, but don't you think that – but don't you think that's the – right there, right there is the problem with boxing. I yeah. mean, these guys – I mean, you just brought up Charlo a couple – yeah. A couple of minutes ago, Charlo's in the same thing. I mean, Charlo hasn't fought anybody either. But again, on if you're on Fox, if you if you're Fox, why are you putting anybody up against Charlo? Because he has a belt. I mean, you can mm-hmm. keep calling him the champion. You can keep marketing him. That right there, I believe, is just the problem with boxing right there. I mean, that's a huge mm-hmm. problem with boxing. This guy Caleb yeah. Plant, like you said, I mean, Canelo's the biggest star in sport. That's not even close, right? I mean, obviously, like, maybe you could say Joshua and Fury. Yeah. But but what I'm saying is, think of Fox is telling Caleb Plant at this point. They're not just going to throw him out there to Canelo and let him lose his belt, you know, if you're Fox, especially if Canelo's not going to sign a two or three fight deal with Fox. If Canelo finds a two fight, if Canelo signs a two or three fight deal with Fox, which he may, 
I don't know your thoughts on that. Where you think he's going? That, I think he's going to sign it too. I think they because I think that's a I think that's initially what they threw at him. They said well, you can fight. You can well fight uh, initially before he did the two fight deal with the zone with the Abney Yildrim and the Billy Joe Saunders. I believe what was reported is that Al Heyman threw him two fight deal. You fight uh, Plant and then you fight Charlo or something like that along those lines. Yeah. So 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 what I'm kind of getting at is if you if you're if you're if you're Fox and you're Caleb Plant, I mean you. I understand what you're saying as far as you know. If he's kind of, if he's kind of, if he doesn't want to fight Canelo and and he and he's kind of trying to back out of it, what exactly? What's he going to do? But my thing to you is, I mean, that's exactly the problem with boxing. Is, I mean, this whole time he's been promoted as a champion. You know, with Fox, you know, you go to Fox's boxing page. I'm sure he's going to be one of the first guys you see, right? Mm. I I just don't know how how willing Fox is going to be to just hand him over to Canelo. Because, you know, at this point, I think, you know, again, I, I expect Canelo to stop him. I mean, I don't know much about Caleb Plant, but I don't think he's any even on Canelo's level, right? So that's kind yeah, of my yeah. thing. If, if if he does do the cold two, three fight thing and maybe it leads up to a Charlo fight, I think maybe that could be something that it might be a little easier. I just I just hope this doesn't – I just hope the whole Caleb Plant thing having the belt and being so vocal and Canelo being so vocal about wanting Caleb Plant isn't going to kind of hinder – hinder the negotiations if that makes any sense and again as fans yeah i understand as fans it kind of sucks because you know why are we even talking about negotiations and and stuff like this but you know that's the that's the day and age we are in boxing right i mean canelo's outlandish about it he wants the fourth belt um but you know who who knows how 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 easy it will be to get that fourth belt and get caleb in the ring right i mean Mm. are you confident that fight happens in december uh yeah i feel i feel like probably i'd say eight out of ten confident but I was thinking about it. I really wouldn't hold it against Canelo if that doesn't happen. He does something else. I don't. I don't think three belts is any different from four belts. I don't really think. I mean, I was looking. They showed the odds, and he opened up an even bigger favorite over Caleb Plant than he was over Billy Joe Saunders. Uh, I mean, it it, it kind of is already a foregone conclusion if they were to get in the ring. I'm kind of already looking forward to what's next, and that's kind of what I'm kind of excited about. But I would say I'm pretty confident because this is what he's kind of put his head to, or put his mind to, and he seems pretty determined to get that fourth belt. So I would say, yeah. It, it, like looked, pretty, it looked pretty bad on Caleb Plant, like you said, if he does kind of, this fight it's doesn't like, what, what else? And there is some, yeah, it would look pretty bad on Caleb Plant yeah. to, to kind of not. Uh, w- one last thing I want to touch on Canelo with, and I, I, I don't, I know, like I said, you, you know, you're a huge Canelo fan. I, I love the spectacle of it. I love boxing, obviously, with two, you know, big boxing fans. Is Do you think at some point, because again, I mean, he's, let, let's look at his last, you know, five opponents. Let's just say the Triple G fights, I mean, those were two incredible fights. We can debate that. I thought, you know, he won both. I thought Triple G won both of them, but again, that was, you know, three years ago. Let's look at since then. It's been Rocky Fielding, Kike Odom, Daniel Jacobs, which I thought was a good fight. Remember that fight? That was actually a good fight. The Kovalev won. He ends up not, he ends up stopping Kovalev. It was entertaining, but I never thought Kovalev was going to last there. And then the last three, I mean, I've just been domination. Caleb, Callum Smith, Alan Yieldham and, and Billy Joe Saunders. I, I understand the spectacle Canelo's putting on, and 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 I think like like we just touched on. I think the zone's doing a great job with him putting on the, the these kind of show spectacle things. But do you think at some point because Canelo's young, right? How old is Canelo? He might not he's even like be 30, 32, 31. right? 30, 31. Do you think at some point? I mean, because again, he's just running through these guys, right? I mean, this isn't. It's it's not even getting competitive. He's on such a higher level. Mm. Do you think at some point in the next couple of years that he's almost going to grow? I don't want to say old with, with with the public because of how dominant he is. Do you do you at all worry about that, or do you think that he's just somebody that can just run through these guys and is going to be entertaining for the next three four years? Because it's hard to project. Yeah. I mean, this isn't the UFC where you know you're seeing these guys you know every three months. I mean, boxing's tough to kind of unless you're a real big boxing guy. Um, it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to to look at guys that are you know down the line Canelo opponents. I think the only one that everybody keeps mentioning is that guy Edward Berlanga who keeps knocking everybody out. I know he just had a tough fight. That might be a future Canelo guy, but. You kind of get what I'm saying, right? I mean, are you at all worried that, you know, maybe this Canelo thing does kind of kind of go sour because maybe he is just finishing this guy so fast? Um, just kind of what I was talking about earlier is I think what's going to happen, it's going to really hinge on what happens after uh, the Caleb Plant situation resolves. So what happens after that? Because he's made it pretty clear. I know there's been whisperings of uh, Errol Spence at 160 fight, but Canelo's made it pretty clear that he doesn't want to go back down. And if that was the I case, ha- then... I, I'm sorry, I got a half chub. That'd be a great fight. Holy no, that was, shit. Yeah. That'd be a great fight. Oh, my God. They oh, both man. said they'd be interested in it, but... You oh, know, give you, him, give Errol Spence one or two fights to kind of get his yeah. feet under him. Oh, yeah. my Lord, that'd be a great fight. Yeah. But like you said, that's starting the relationship with Al Heyman right there. You know, he, mm-hmm. you know, Al Heyman kind of does him a solid and pays Caleb Plant a little bit more to get him in the ring. 
and then that fight makes made. Go go ahead, but that man, that fight, that'd be a great fight. Yeah, and uh, the only other interesting fight I think a lot of people are calling for would be the Charlo fight at 168. I think that would be an enormous fight. I don't know how that comes together because uh, obviously um, Jamal, Jamal Charlo hasn't yet to fight at 168. You would think yeah, you try to get a fight or two in before the Canelo fight. I think what would happen next is I think he more than likely would go up. And honest to God, I think that might be a little bit challenging for him, just seeing what we kind of saw from Kovalev. Um, I don't I, If he goes up to 175 and he comes undisputed there or just wins a couple of belts, I think that would be entertaining itself. I think that that would be pretty huge. I don't. Yeah. What, I, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that could. I don't think that would happen. You're saying so you think like, it's more. Yeah. You think it's more at this point, not necessarily the names. It's kind of what he's doing. Because again, 168, the names aren't great. I mean, Billy Joe Saunders was a big name. He's obviously a big British star. But Callum Smith, you know, Caleb Plant, these names aren't incredible. But but what he's he'll accomplish by beating these guys, I think, will, will overmatch, you know, the guys he's beating. If I think that's kind of what you're getting at, right? As far as moving up to 175. No matter who's at 175, if he can go from 168, four belts, 175, four belts, that might kind of trump, you know, uh-huh. he obviously beating, you know, big names and, you know, kind of moving weight classes is kind of what, what, I'm, what I'm getting at, right? I mean, that would say... I, I get I get what you're saying there. Yeah, that makes sense. What other what other fights would you be asking to be made? You know, it's tough. I, I think the fight that everybody keeps going back. You know, I, you know, I love Triple G. That's my guy. But he's just getting old. And again, the last kind of fight we saw. Triple I think G he's had, on the Pacquiao. I think he's on the Pacquiao thing where he's kind of. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's just kind of on his last. He's on his last one. I'd love to see him get in with uh, what's the Mexican fighter's name? The other one on his Mangia, right? Jaime yeah. Mangia. He's one. I'd love to see him get in on there because I think at this point. I think I, I think it, Triple G's got to show some. Triple G's my guy. I love him. You know, I, I loved watching him come up on HBO and everything. But I think he's got to show Canelo something. I, I hate to put it that way because again, Canelo's not my favorite guy in the world. But you know, if Triple G goes out there and he stops a Mexican in Mangia, you know, maybe that shows that shows Canelo something right now. Because at this point, I mean, I don't see the Triple G Canelo three fight. I, I don't have much interest in it. I know that'll probably be the biggest fight publicly, right? I mean, that's a huge fight, obviously in three. You could sell it. You could promote it pretty well. They're both on the zone. That's another interesting thing. You know, if if, if this plant fight doesn't kind of happen, does he sign maybe, you know, another one-fight deal with Eddie Hearn, do the Triple G third fight? Um, At this point, you know, you just bought up some good names. I mean, Errol Spence, that's a heck of a fight. But, again, I think Errol Spence needs a little bit more time to bulk up to get there, which is understandable. Uh, the Charlo fight, like I said, I think Charlo fights at 160 or 164. One of the two, right? He definitely he fights at 168. Right yeah, he definitely fights at yeah, he sits at 168. So that might be one. one. One other name that I think everybody keeps what, – what is it? Uh, Dimitri Bivol, I think, is a Dimitri guy. He's a little bit bigger guy. Yeah. yeah, 175. So that, like you said, could be interesting if Canelo does want to move up another mm-hmm. seven pounds. I mean, the thing about Canelo, man, is he just looks bigger and bigger every time we see him. So that 165 with Spence would be interesting if Canelo would ever kind of go down there and, and fight him like that. But that'd be interesting. But at this point, I, I kind of agree with you. I tend to agree with you. You know, I, I posed you the question of, you know, maybe could this Canelo thing go sour, but if he keeps making these accomplishments and, and kind of showing these boxing guys that this is how you should do it, man. You want to you want to come in and conquer a division. You should fight everybody in that division and try to, you know, unify all four belts. So, you know, I, I'm all in for this Canelo thing, man. I'm really excited about where he's going. And one thing that I keep telling you, and you got to love it too, is he is active. I mean, remember we talked about, I believe after December, his December fight, you laid it out to me that he wanted to do this. He wanted to fight kind of a tune-up in February. I think you believe he wanted to fight in Mexico, right? That obviously didn't happen. That was a plan. Um, and then, yeah, and then obviously, you know, you laid it out for me. And I, like I said, as, as a boxing fan, I was hoping, you know, I was salivating at him fighting in February, May, and then, you know, no, uh, I'm sorry, September. Then I think he's even talked about doing December, right? Even maybe four yeah. times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that would just, that would be five times, I believe, right? If five he did December. Oh, man, that'd just be incredible, man. Even And like I said, even if it's a tomato can, another tomato can like Andrew Yildrum, it really doesn't matter. It's the show he's putting on. And especially with the zone, only nine ninety nine a month or whatever the zone is, you know, you're not paying eighty bucks every time he gets in the ring. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm really excited, man. I'm really excited about what Canelo's doing. And mm-hmm. like I said, I, I'm trying not to become a fan, but it's really hard at this point, man. He's really dominating, and you know, he's putting on shows. Like I said, Saturday night was a spectacle show, and I absolutely loved it, man. It, it was. It, it's exactly what boxing needs, man. I really hope that other people try to take the page. Obviously, nobody's going to be as big a star as Canelo right now. I think maybe the Joshua Fury one. Could could kind of promote could promote promote the same kind of excitement, but as far as the show and everything going on with one guy, I just don't see anybody close to it right now. And I think a lot of people should take the page out of Eddie Hearn's book in the sense that take care of your fighter, man. I think the last thing I'll kind of wrap up is is on that. I think the zone's really starting to take care take care of Canelo. 
and it's really showing. And you know, these they're putting on incredible shows, really. Yeah, let's transition after the Canelo talk. Let's transition into some pour one out. Joe, you're pouring out. Well, to stay on the topic of Canelo, I'm going to pour one out for uh, your guy, Demetrius Boo Boo Andre. Um, definitely not a good look showing up to the press conference with your father and getting all riled up and getting all crazy, uh, asking for a Canelo fight. Uh, I thought Canelo's response was perfect, telling him he hasn't fought anybody, telling him he's going to fuck him up right there, right there, right then and there, and then just telling him to kind of get the fuck out of here. And credit to Eddie Hearn. I think Eddie Hearn has known, uh, you know, uh, Demetrius Andre longer than he has Canelo. And even Eddie Hearn kind of shoot Demetrius Andre away. Yeah. So I'm going to pull one out for him, man. I mean, this guy, I, I, I don't know if he's a good fighter or not. You really can't tell. I mean, I'm looking at his record right now. He's obviously 30 and 0. He's got 18 knockouts, but I don't recognize any of these guys. I mean, tell me if you recognize these guys. Liam Williams, Luke Keeler, uh, Arthur Akavov. I mean, these guys just aren't there. And, yeah. uh, you know, credit to him maybe a little bit for kind of showing up and saying anything, but I think Canelo just kind of bitched him out of there. And I, 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 I got to pull one out for him, man. It wasn't a good look at all. Yeah, so my pouring out is going to be for – might not be a household name, but uh, he was also part of the Zone show on Saturday. Katsunari Takayama. Oh, uh, God, that's my guy, man. What the, hey, that was some BS. All I got to Go say ahead. is – That was some BS. All I got to say is if Billy Joe Saunders had the heart of <laughs> Katsunari Takayama. <laughs> We'd be having a different conversation. <laughs> but he, he was uh, – in a fucking war against Juan Soto, I think it's a. Fly. I don't really pay attention to to the baby weights. Uh, I really don't. But t- uh, tell me how much they weighed. Tell me how much they weighed again. They weighed one hundred and eight pounds. That that's oh the weight division. God. Juan Soto, uh, he uh, uh. The, the ref waved off Katsunari Takayama, and then he uh, went on and shadow boxed for like a good minute. It was probably the most badass thing I've seen in a it while. It looked like Pacquiao before a fight. You know, Pacquiao does his hand yeah. thing before the fight. I mean, he looked like Pacquiao before the fight. He looked like Pacquiao in the wild card gym. Yeah. That was some BS, man. I I, I couldn't agree with you more. The guy, but, uh, the yeah, guy showed heart. Oh, he showed heart. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he took some massive shots, and the ref stopped it at a terrible time. Yeah. But I, I, don't, I don't even understand why he stopped it. But that was – yeah, that was good. I mean, it was a great show. Again, great show. I mean, that was the co-main, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, so poor guy, man. I think he should, I think he could have got a little bit more. He's probably got his scorecards. One us all over. You never know. You never know. One punch, that's all it takes. Oh, yeah. Poor guy. All right, so let's transition into the NFL schedule reveals. I think we're just going to go back. We can just go back and forth, talk about the big games. I sent you an article, the 10 biggest yeah, I got games right of the here. year. Yeah, I think yeah the let's first, shoot down them. Yeah, uh, we can go ahead and do that. Let's do the first one. Buccaneers at the Patriots. Tom Brady. I think returns, you got to start with this one, right? You have to start with returns this Turns the Gillette Stadium. You got anything else to say about that? I, it, I mean, to me, it's the most interesting game. I mean, I, I don't yeah. even think it's close, honestly. I really yeah. don't even think it's close. Brady to me, it, it's the one that – yeah, oh, absolutely. It's just going to be so interesting. It's just going to be – it. to me, it's going to look it, unreal. It's going to look unreal. Oh, it's, it's going to look unreal, absolutely. That, that's kind of what I was getting at. It really is. I, I believe Gronk – with Gronk 2 coming back and that yeah. whole thing. So um, now maybe maybe uh, Antonio Brown? Maybe Antonio Brown? Who knows about Julian Edelman? Who knows? I mean, no, I know there's been some whispers about that, but that's the game I think you have to point to. Um, no doubt that 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 slam dunk, that's the game you have to point. To. I believe it's on a Sunday, right? I think they're doing Sunday the 125. It's the Sunday night football. Yeah. I'm looking at oh, it right now. Oh my God. Before oh, Sunday night football. It. Oh my God. It just it's just gonna be the spectacle of it. They're gonna do the whole you know, with Brady running out. Will he do the let's go thing to the crowd and everything? Oh, I couldn't be more excited for that one, man. It's, it's going to be interesting. Nuts. It's going to be nuts, man. I like this Patriots yeah. team. I, I I know we'll get into that a little, uh-huh. you know, in the next couple of weeks as far as NFL stuff, but I like the way this uh-huh. Patriots team's at. Um, yeah. I'm obviously a big Mac Jones guy. Who knows? Maybe we get Mac Jones, Tom Brady. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Through one of my favorite quarterbacks, man, the favorite quarterback coming out of the draft, and I've always loved Tom Brady. So that could be interesting. But, man, I think hey, that two guys disrespected? As as, hey, two guys disrespected? I think Mac Jones was the fifth quarterback taken. Brady was the sixth. Or yeah. the seventh quarterback taken. Hey, I, 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 I like it. I love the storyline of it. Oh. Him against Belichick. Uh, B.A. being about as cool as a cucumber. I mean, I'm sure B.A. is going to be all up for that game. All yeah. up, uh, so, you know, talking himself up. So, I really can't wait. What, 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 are, what are you most excited for that one? I mean, what, to me, the most exciting thing I would be is just how the Boston crowd is going to be. I mean, yeah. are they going to welcome – you would assume they can't boo Tom Brady, right? There's no way. No, I, th- no, I think they have to cheer him. I think there's not going to be a dry eye in the, yeah. in the stadium. 
Um, I don't know if it'll be as emotional as the Peyton Manning was when he went back. I'm sure you remember when he went back to Indy. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a little bit more raucous, and I'm sure, you know, a lot, a lot more cheers. You know, I think the Peyton Manning one was a lot more emotional. But uh, I, I really can't wait. That, that'd be my one thing. How's that Boston crowd going to react? Because Robert, you got to figure they, they're going to – oh, yeah, Robert Kraft. I'm sure they're going to show him and Jonathan, uh, you know, P- P- Patty, Patty the Patriot. Uh, I, can't, I can't wait. I really can't wait. I think that definitely has to top my number one list. Uh, that, that was a must. That was, that was an incredible job throwing that on Sunday Football. I don't want to go out of uh, order here at all, or this isn't even in order, but I'm looking at the Sunday Night Football schedule. What do you think about the Bears-Rams game? Because that kind of jumped out to me. But the first thing that came to my mind, oh, man, it's going to be sweet to see Justin Fields. But are we going to – we're not going to – is Justin Fields going to take a snap in that game? You know who to ask. You know who yeah. to ask. We'll have to have yeah. him on soon. Yeah. You know who to ask, Mr. Jacob Vaca. Uh, I would assume – I mean, if you trust the Bears' Twitter, I would assume Fields is yeah. going to sit for a little bit and they're going to yeah. roll with QB1 and Andy Dalton. This, this should have been, but... been a week nine game then. Oh, it absolutely should have. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why they're putting, you know, the Bears on Sunday night. But, uh, no, it, that one should be interesting. Um, I believe they played a couple of years ago. It was a good game, defense versus offense yeah. kind of thing. I'm excited to see how the the weapon, the new weapons, obviously, in L.A. with, with Matt Stafford and Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, you know, I think that, that'll be the first game with fans for SoFi Stadium, right? So maybe that, that'll be a big whole thing. But sure. that one jumps out to me. Uh, let, let's get into week one because I know, like I said, the Brady, the Brady, Bel- the Brady Belichick thing week four, I think that's what you had to start with. But week one, man, there's some great games. Let me just run down this schedule right here. Obviously, starting on Thursday, Dallas at Tampa Bay. Dak Prescott back, you know, uh, ring night for Tampa Bay. I mean, that's a really good game right there, right? That's an interesting one. Thursday night to start oh, that the was, season. That was a hell of a – because what did we get? We got a snooze fest last year. Didn't we get, like, Chiefs-Texans? It was Chiefs-Texans, and it wasn't – They made it up. They made, they made it up with the Cowboys-Bucks. That's going to be a they incredible did. fucking game. Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Let me run down the rest of these. We're going to go with the 10 a.m.s first. Philly at Atlanta. We'll see about that one. I mean, maybe that's a – but there's some good ones right here. Let's go Pittsburgh-Buffalo, man. That's a really good that's one. Good Arizona at Tennessee, two playoff teams, two playoff-ready teams. Mm-hmm. Seattle at Indy. We'll see Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. The whole Russell Wilson thing. Yeah, absolutely. we got Chargers at Washington. You know, Justin Herbert, he's got a yeah. lot of MVP buzz. I don't know how you think about that, but he's got a lot of yeah. MVP buzz. Then we got the Sam Darnold Bowl with uh, the Jets uh, playing Carolina. Yeah. Zach Wilson's probably For first sure. start. He looks like he's going to start. Um, we got Tyrod Taylor versus uh, Lawrence uh, Trevor Lawrence. With uh, Jacksonville at Houston, um, and then here we go. These one o'clock games, man! Holy smokes! You got Cleveland at Kansas City, the, the playoff rematch. You got Miami at New England, Green Bay at New Orleans. That's a really good one. And then even Denver at New York. That's a really interesting one. Um, and then obviously uh, we'll get into the Monday night game after this. But which one stands up to you on that first football Sunday? It's got to be one, Browns. It's got to be Browns Chiefs, right? I think that one. The other one, I'd probably say. I think a sneaky underrated game would be the Seahawks and the Colts with Ohio and the whole Russell Wilson thing kind of unraveled over the season. And you have, yep. the, I mean, two uh, two explosive quarterback stories over the past year: the Russell Wilson thing and the Carson Wentz thing. That that'll be really interesting. Um, but yeah, Browns yeah, as well. Uh, Dolphins, Pitt, Pittsburgh, Buffalo too. Pittsburgh, Buffalo is a really sneaky yeah. one at that 10, 10 o'clock game. And those are two again playoff teams from last year. So those yeah. are all interesting, man. Those were all really interesting. Well, let's get into it. I mean, Monday Night Football. Yeah. Uh, my Ravens, it's your Raiders. I mean, it's it's going to be a really interesting one. I, I just need to hear from you because, again, I, I need to hear from you about your thoughts on this whole Raider thing with, with the win nightclub, I believe, coming to yeah. Raider Stadium and coming to Allegiant Stadium. Yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? And then we can kind of get into the game. And, no, ju- I, and just your thoughts on maybe the level of excitement just yeah. to see fans in there at the first time. I mean, yeah. let, let, let's hear it. No, it, it looks – incredibly nuts those guys i listened to the vsin guys one of the guys said something that was super funny was just like if you threw any number at me and told me how much it would be to be there for a sunday i'd believe you if you told me it was 50 grand i'd believe you if you told me it was 100 grand i'd believe you it it looks absolutely nuts i don't really know how the dynamic of a night club setting is going to work on the end zone like you know it's kind of like that's where the black hole was, but now there's a nightclub. I really don't understand how that dynamic is going to play out in an NFL football game. Uh, but, no, it should be really good. Remember Mark Davis took his stand and said he's not going to any games before any other fans can go. So that, that, that's really – that was pretty cool, but he didn't have to do that. Yeah, no, uh, that was cool. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I wish it would have been a better – not a better opponent, but maybe like a Chargers because it seems – I mean, that this is going to be a huge test for a first-year defensive coordinator – and a lot of young rookies and a lot of young mm-hmm. guys that are supposed to contribute. This is going to be an enormous test because 
it's not like you're going to go through – because, I mean, just you and me just playing high school football, we know before your season, your training camp or whatever it may be, whatever the practices you do before the season, you're always focused kind of – you'll do many things on your week one opponent. And it's not like the Ravens are like a traditional week one opponent. They're they're like this obscure – they run this obscure offense with a quarterback that you don't usually see. Um, I think that's definitely a weird wrinkle for them to handle – um, but yeah, that, that's all. So, so, so which, re- which receiver is, uh, is playing Lamar Jackson all, all off season in practice? Is it, uh, is it going to be rugs or which it receiver is playing Lamar Jackson? Cause, uh, cause again, there's really not a lot of guys that Kenyon can drink. Kinda... I, I don't really. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Maybe, maybe No, again, week one's always a bag of bag of tricks. I mean, who knows, who knows what's going to happen? Um, I always love these Raider games. I mean, I loved them at the Coliseum when they had week one, you know, at the Coliseum, they had the late game. I believe those Monday night games you start at 7 p.m., right? Like an A's game, right? Yeah, it was a and four and seven. The double Monday night double games. Header. We're obviously just going to do the one this year. But, again, who knows? But like you said, I, I completely agree with you. I, I, there's been a lot of new additions on kind of both sides, Ravens and Raiders. So it'll be fun to see both of them. It's two good teams, two teams that have playoff aspirations. Um, it, it'll be fun. It really will be. You know, it's interesting that it's so early in the season, you know, so you never really know kind of where it is. But, uh, I mean, these are always good games. I mean, Raven Raider games have always been good. I mean, even back to the early 2000s, you know, the Rich Gannon and you know, Tony Saragusa days almost, Ray Lewis days. So it'll be interesting. It'll be fun. But again, I think, again, it's kind of like the Canelo thing. I think the spectacle of the Raider Stadium is just going to take over. And I don't even know. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it, it could be, it could be the, it could be the Raiders versus, you know, Alabama football or whoever. Honestly, it's going to, the, the stadium's going to take over. And I really just can't wait. I mean, I don't, have they announced the Monday Night Football booth? I got to look that up right now. I think they're still so running it back. Yeah, that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. Are no. they going to put Booger on that thing? Do you want that to happen or do you not want that to happen? I don't want that to happen, but it would be interesting if they put him at a table in the win, you know, in the win end zone club. You know, uh-huh. Booger's over there hogging, hogging all the Hennessy. <laughs> so that one should be that one should be interesting. Um, just a couple other games that really stand hey, out to me. Hey, I, wait, I don't want to spend I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I'm looking at the Sunday night football schedule, and I think I might may or may not have seen a tweet from you. Can we get uh a Chiefs Rams preview week two Sunday night football uh, Orlando Brown. Yeah. Yeah. The Orlando Brown revenge game, I guess. Yeah, no, I guess he's coming back. I mean, the Ravens, they, they, listen, it, it, it's going to be a, be a sweet game. game. That's, a, great That's game. gonna be a really good game. Sunday night football. Obviously the Ravens open up Monday night um, in, in, in Oakland. That's going to be a good game. And obviously they come home for the Chiefs. Um, it, it'll be fun. I mean, I mean, Lamar Jackson at some point needs to get over the hump and beat Mahomes. Yeah. I believe he's 0-3 against Mahomes at this point. Um, Obviously, like you said, the Orlando Brown kind of factor to it. Hopefully, Ronnie Stanley's all healthy. Mm-hmm. We have our left tackle along with their left tackle. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, again, man, the, the Mahomes has just killed the Ravens. I mean, they played last year on Monday night, I believe. Um, and and Mahomes kind of came in and just kind of dominated. So, we'll see. You know, we, we obviously, you know, pride ourselves on defense and pride ourselves on having good corners. We paid both our corners and Marlon Humphrey and, and Marcus Peters. So, we'll, we'll kind of see what happens. But that should be a really good game. I mean, that, that, that's a really good game. Uh, to kind of look forward to, but again, two tough games uh, for my Ravens to start out with. Uh, with excuse me. And hey, what about another game? I know you're going to be hyped because I know you love. You come on this podcast, and you, there's two teams that you talk about a lot. Not your favorite team, but Thanksgiving, Cowboys Raiders. Oh, I can't wait! Oh, I can't wait, man. How how, <laughs> how many fights are there going to be at Tovar household parties? I know there's a lot of Tovar household parties around on Thanksgiving. There's got to be a couple fights, right? I mean, your, your family is just all Cowboy Raiders. Some oh, Niners, absolutely. I guess. Some yeah. Niners, I guess. But And yeah. that's a lot of families, man. Cowboys, Raiders, man. That one's going to be. So how, how good is the Thanksgiving slate? What's the night game again? It's uh, Bills. Uh, Bills Saints, Saints right? right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Bills Mafia against fucking the Saints? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait, man. What a, Bears, what a schedule. What a schedule. Yeah, Bears, Lions. What was, Bears, what was Fields is there by then. What were the games last year? Weren't they stinkers? Wasn't it Washington and – Dallas, and then what was the night game? Saints Falcons, uh, Saints Falcons, I think. Yeah, Saints, it's always Saints Falcons. So to have Bills Mafia to put Raiders Cowboys, I mean that's just that's just going to be a great game. It's at it's at Cowboys State, obviously at Cowboys Stadium, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So that'd be great. Hopefully Justin Fields is starting by then. We see Justin Fields against Jared Goff. I mean, those are three really good games. Honestly, I'm super excited, man. This the NFL schedule coming out, man. It's always one of the best days of the year. Isn't it interesting how the NFL puts this like right smack dab in the middle of baseball season, basketball playoffs starting? And listen, look at what we're talking about. We're not talking about basketball here. We're not talking about baseball. We're talking about the NFL schedule. And honestly, you know, we, we got content for, for days with this. I mean, we can go on and on about some of these games, man. I mean, l- l- let me just run down a couple of these games. I mean, you got Bills Chiefs week five. 
You got Browns Ravens week 12. I mean, just going off that list. You got Bills Bucks week three. I mean, that's a really good game too. So, I mean, NFL schedule always comes on. It's really good. Any other games kind of stand out to you? Uh, I think, I don't know if this is the first game. I could be wrong, but I'm just going to say it's the first game. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Rams Niners, Rams Niners week 10. That's going to be a, uh, I believe it's a Monday or a Sunday. Rams. Oh, yeah. That's a, yeah. No. That's, I don't I believe know if this that is the first week 10. Man. November 15th, week 10, Rams of the 49ers. Maybe, I mean, it seems like I believe Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get the start. So maybe Lance gets some snaps in there. Maybe, uh, maybe he's a starter by then. I think they're, I know the Niners have an early buy. So maybe if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't look too well, or maybe they just want to, make the switch that would be interesting yeah. uh I, i'm really intrigued by this ram team in general i'm glad they put i'm pretty sure they got a lot of uh a lot of love they got a lot of prime time i'm, I'm sure really excited i'm sure to with see the, the stadium and everything. Yeah. yeah absolutely mm-hmm. i'd like to see the chargers maybe on sunday i don't i don't i don't have the sunday night schedule in front of me but i'm sure i'm sure that i'm sure the raiders and them play on a thursday right the raiders chargers yeah they play on thursday night game they do play mm-hmm. on a thursday right so that's gonna yeah. be an interesting team that was one of the schedules i really wanted to look at when it came in so mm-hmm. uh, no it's it's exciting it's exciting stuff one other thing that I love about that, about what you said about week 10, you know, Niners, uh, a Rams game is there's about three teams. I believe it'll be the Patriots, Bears, and um, uh, excuse me, Patriots, Bears, and Niners in the sense that aren't going to start with rookie quarterbacks, but you're going to be checking in on them every week, you know, right? To yeah. see if maybe, you know, Lance plays over Garoppolo. If, you know, who knows who's going to be the starter in New England if, if Mac Jones comes in for Cam Newton. And then obviously with, you know, Fields over Dalton. So that's something else we could really watch for. And then obviously you have, Lawrence or Wilson so that that's something else that, that that should be really interesting about this NFL season that I'm really excited for I mean again you know you want to check in on these rookie quarterbacks but some of them aren't going to start and you know who knows how long it takes for, for them to play mm-hmm. where would you put the over under for Lance on Quickly, starts I know I know yeah no on starts yeah I have a number right here that was one of the things I really wanted to get into as we got into the Niners you found a number you have your own number I have my own number as I pulled up the Niners schedule does Where this include does that? this does this is this the 18 game season or maybe a little bit of postseason? <laughs> this is uh um my number is I had to make it the playoffs again. We'll we'll get into okay. that in a couple of weeks, but so does that count those starts? Playoffs, so. Does that count those starts? Yes. Okay, yes, that does count to the starts. I'd say like seven, seven, eight, something like that. I had seven. I had seven. Yeah. So they get into a stretch where they, after it's funny after that Monday night game is why I have Lance coming in. I think they're sort of they're a little, little floundering, yeah, they're a little fun. But then maybe he gets hurt. Jacksonville or Jimmy gets yeah. hurt. Well, maybe, I don't want to wish that on him, but maybe. I mean, at the smart knowledge is he probably will be right. I yeah. mean, he's been hurt the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have so I have their schedule right here. So after week ten, that's when I kind of have him popping in. If you look at they got Jacksonville at home, that might be a game where he can. I'm sorry, on the road that might be a game where he can come in. Maybe they do rookie quarterback, rookie quarterback. But after that, they got Minnesota at Seattle, at Cincinnati, at Atlanta. That sounds like a good, you know, maybe stretch where they can get their rookie quarterback in yeah. and kind of get him comfortable. So, uh, no, that was just one of the interesting things. I, I see him playing about eight or nine games. I, I don't see Jimmy G finishing mm-hmm. out the season, um, honestly. I think if it was Mac Jones, I don't even know if Jimmy's on the roster, honestly. But uh, with Trey Lance, maybe they want to wait a little bit and kind of get yeah. him acclimated. But, yeah, no, I got him playing later in the season. I really do. And, you know, it's kind of interesting because I, I don't want to get too much into the draft. I know. You know, we didn't really cover it, but it's interesting, man. If they do play him, you know, toward a week eight, nine, ten, you know, I mean, what is Jimmy G's value? So it, it's just kind of tough to kind of gauge what the Niners are kind of thinking. I mean, you got to figure they can get something for Jimmy G at this point. You know, I, I think they'll just end up having to cut him, right? Yeah, I have. I'm not really sure. Like, just hearing you talk a little bit, the first thing I can, or something that came to mind was Jimmy G. Obviously, it's more often than not, he's probably going to hurt. But the last time he was fully healthy, they went what thirteen and three. 13 and three Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that was, only, we'll I mean, people forget that was only a year ago. So if he can't yeah. stay healthy, I mean, I, I, I like this team again, they have a lot of talent up and down the roster, but again, you know, what held them back last year was the quarterback play. I mean, it got ugly at point watching Mullins and watching Mullins and, and Bethany play. So yeah, maybe, I mean, they definitely, games. you can, you can definitely say that they uh, upgraded their, their back quarterback position, but yeah. you know, at, at that, at what point do you kind of bring in the starter and, and kind of see what Trey Lance has got? I mean, it's kind of like a Miami situation, right? Even if Miami was winning this season with with uh, Fitzpatrick, they brought him to it to kind of see what they got with him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that yeah. that'll be definitely an interesting kind of way to look at it. But you know, again, this NFL schedule coming out, I mean, it just it just enhances that NFL is so big. I mean, the NFL is huge. Everybody gets excited about it. Even a little schedule release like this, everybody does their predictions. And, yeah, everybody. Yeah, exactly. Season predictions. Predictions. Time start to come around. 
I mean, it's only May. The season doesn't start until late September, yeah. early October. So it's just incredible. And I really can't wait for the NFL season. Big, big content would be the mock draft. And then when the season, when the schedules come out and everybody does their, now their 17 game prediction. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, they already got their playoff brackets filled out. It's like March yeah. Madness. They yeah. already got their playoff brackets filled out after, you know, going through each team's schedule. So definitely interesting. Definitely interesting with obviously the 18 games schedule this season as well. So that that's definitely uh, an interesting thing to kind of get into. All right, so now we're going to transition into our last segment here, uh, last place segment, UFC 262. This Saturday, May 15th, it will be at the Toyota Center, home of the Rockets, Houston, Texas. The headliner will be uh, Michael Chandler versus Charles Oliveira. This was obviously supposed to be uh, – the co-main was supposed to be obviously the Nate Diaz fight. That got delayed. That was supposed to be a five-rounder co-main. Uh, they, they got uh, El Kukui, fan favorite to fill in. Uh, yes, sir. The co-main, the chief support uh, in a lightweight bout. Maybe you can fill me in on the rest of the uh, card. Maybe there's some gems, but I'm pretty excited for the. I've been watching. I've actually watched uh, the countdowns. I've, I've been watching the embeds, keeping up with the embeds. I'm really excited. I think I'm excited as I could be for this Charles Oliveira Michael Chandler fight. Um, there's so many aspects it, to it. Uh, I asked you and Jacob the other day, is this kind of like the sweepstakes of who's going to fight mostly? Uh, Who's going to fight either the winner of Connor or Dustin Poirier? I think that that's an interesting element about it. And then the other thing that I think is uh, pretty interesting um, is just the whole Michael Chandler thing. And uh, there was a big thing today about Okakui came out and talked about having the Dana White privilege. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. Okakui came in hot. Yeah, please go it, by all means. Where, where do you want to go? Yeah, no, it, it, no, I couldn't be more excited. You know how I get with these UFC cards, man. I mean, every single one of them, uh, especially the pay per views, man. I just lose my mind in excitement. They've got a lot. They've got big shoes to fill because how awesome was that crowd in Jacksonville, right? I mean, that crowd was again. It remind. It's funny because I mean, I, I have a little bit of recency bias, but I mean, the two greatest crowds I think I've seen in the last couple of years has been, you know, the Jacksonville crowd for UFC two sixty one a couple of weeks ago, and then how about that crowd on Saturday? at the Canelo yeah. fight. So there's some big, uh, I mean, obviously with fans coming back and full arenas, it's going to be like that. Right. I mean, we're going to have some recency bias to it, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll see. I mean, the press conference today seemed really lit. And the, I mean, the fans are really going hard, especially for Tony Ferguson, but uh, yeah, you know, it, it, again, it lost a little bit of luster with the Nate Diaz thing dropping out. That's still a little phony to me. I don't know if he's really hurt or he's just kind of dropping out. I don't know. We'll see about that, but Hey, I'm not going to get into that, but no, the card stacked, man. I, I, I mean, it, it's not, it's not stacked with big names, but I think it's stacked with big fights. I mean, on the early prelims, you got Jacare Souza and Anthony Muniz. Uh, that's a really good fight. I mean, Jacare Souza has been around for years. And then you go to the main card, Shane Burgos, Edson Barbosa, two veterans of the, of the fight game, two really good fights that could fight. Uh, you got Chikagian uh, fighting. You got Matt Snell and really, uh, I'm not sure I know how to pronounce this guy's last name, but Torin. So I don't really got much on the early on the early main card, but I think the co-main and the main event, man, I'm really excited. I mean, Tony Ferguson back with full fans. Uh, I was telling Jake the other day, I think a big thing with Tony Ferguson is, uh, you know, he didn't have fans. I mean, Tony Ferguson's guy, obviously, you saw the press conference today, right? He seems like a really big guy that feeds mm-hmm. off the fans' energy. He's really a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. So he's going mm-hmm. up against an unknown guy, Benil Dariush. Benil Dariush is a stud, man. He's got five fights in a row that he's won, and, uh, you know, he's getting his real big shot. I mean, look at what happened to Charles Albero after he beat Tony Ferguson, right? He got the chance, he beat him, and then obviously now he's fighting for the belt. So it'll be really interesting to see Tony Ferguson uh, back in. Tony Ferguson is the underdog in this fight, plus 145. Uh, you might have to text Jake and see the bet I put in on him, but uh, I'm really excited to see Tony back, man. Uh, he's the underdog in the fight. I'm going to take the money line. I'm going to hammer that down. That'll be my bet of the week. Joel, um, what's yo, it going to be like when Tony Ferguson comes out for you? Oh, man. Uh, you know how much I love. The party has just begun. You know how much I love that song, man. It's, it, <laughs> it's going to be crazy, man. It's been a hell of a week. I'm going to tie one on. I'll be ready for that. I'll be ready for that walkout, man. I'll be ready for that walkout. I really can't wait. Our sound bar, up to 80, man. I already told Trey. I already told Trey, lock the doors, shut the windows. That sound bar is going to be up to 80 when the party has just begun comes on, man. I really can't wait. That's my favorite part of Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson's my guy, and it's just because of his walkout, man. He's dancing to it. The crowd's going to be crazy. Uh, I really can't wait. So that'll be an interesting fight. Obviously, Tony Ferguson brings, you know, heat every time he comes into the octagon. We'll see, man. His last two fights, you know, it hasn't really been the performance that, you know, he put on before. But like I said, I, I kind of want to chalk that up to the, just the fans not being there. Tony Ferguson really seems like a guy that feeds off the fans' energy. He got a lot of it today at the press conference. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see if he can kind of bounce back because 
you know, the Gaethje performance, I mean, he got beat up against Justin Gaethje. I, uh, I'll be the first one to admit that really impressed me, that Gaethje performance. Uh, that, and then obviously, you know, he got beat for three rounds against Charles Oliveira, man. He got, he got kind of thrown around the octagon, really did. Um, and that's kind of why it propelled Oliveira to this main event. So as we transition into the main event, uh, it's an exciting fight. I mean, Michael Chandler is coming with a lot of hype. He really has. You know, he's only been in the UFC a couple months. Uh, he had the big knockout on Dan Hooker, of Dan Hooker, excuse me, on the corner card. And that's really how you get known. I mean, that's how, how that's how he, you know, you put yourself in these opportunities. Charles Oliveira has a different path. Charles Oliveira been in the UFC since he was 20, I believe. Almost, you know, nine, 10 years almost. He's on an eight-fight winning streak uh, in the UFC. So, you know, a guy that's on a one-fight winning streak, fighting a guy that's on an eight-fight winning streak. I'd slightly favor Oliveira just because I think he's going to be able to take down Chandler. But Chandler has pop in his hands, and he showed that against Dan Hooker. Uh, Chandler's been a veteran of the sport. He's fought guys like Eddie Alvarez, Benson Henderson. So we'll see. I would slightly favor, just like I said, Oliveira, because I think he's got a little bit more of an all-around game. But the one thing Chandler has that I think you can't teach, and you know about this, is that power in his hand, man. He's got that power in his left and right hand. And, you know, maybe he can – I mean, Oliveira's been finished before, and Chandler's talked about that this week, that Oliveira has, you know, been finished before. I think Chandler's been finished before, too, but uh, maybe not through strikes. So it'll be interesting, man. I'm really excited. Again, this is the belt that, you know, Habib vacated. Um, it's going to be a new kind of era in the lightweight division. Um, we'll, we'll see what kind of comes of it. Like you said, uh, maybe this could be, you know, sort of the pre, I guess, number one. It's kind of weird. You know, it is a title fight. But like you said, it is kind of the number one contender fight to fight the winner of Conor Dustin, right? That's kind of the way it's being looked at, even though it is a title fight. So it is kind of weird uh, the way you look at that. But I'm excited, man. Any UFC card for a belt, Tony Ferguson, Houston, full fans. I really can't wait. I really couldn't excite. I really couldn't be more excited. Did you see the embedded Michael Chandler, uh, Daniel Cormier thing? Did you like that at all? I did. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Kind of a little homage. Yeah, it was good. No, no, DC just kind of roll, roll yeah. his pants up like that. So I yeah. thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah I, did, I did see that. That was good. You've been watching the embeddings and everything this week? Yeah, yeah, they've been pretty good. Oh, there you go. All right, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so let's transition our final segment of the day, Dog of the Week. Joel, your Dog of the Week. Can't talk enough about this guy, man. I think you know who it is, man. Tony El Kukui Ferguson, man. His back's against the wall. He's lost two fights in a row. He's getting up there in age, man. He really is. This is a big fight for him. Neil Dariush, he's a good guy. He's a tough guy. Won five fights in a row. He's on a little bit of a streak. But nothing El Kukui can't handle, man. Fans are back. Um, obviously, the place is going to be packed. It's going to be raucous. I can't wait for Tony's walkout, and I can't wait to see Tony back in the ring. So my dog of the week, Tony El Kukui Ferguson. Again, right now, people, he's plus 145. I already put a little something on him. Ask Mr. Jacob Vaca. He'll tell you how much it is. Um, I really can't wait, man. That's my dog of the week. Shout out to Tony Ferguson. And I need him to come back with a big performance, man. I really need him to bounce back. He's really he's really a guy that makes the sport fun. He's one of those guys that just is entertaining. He takes it serious, but he also gives you a little bit of humor with it. So uh, my dog of the week, Tony Okakui Ferguson. Is Jake with you on the Tony Ferguson train? Jake is not with me on the Tony Ferguson train. He thinks I'm crazy, but uh, you got to ask him. You got to ask him. Obviously, if Tony Ferguson wins, I'll probably reveal the, uh, the bet. Uh, if he doesn't, don't ask me about it. Won't come in on Monday? Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So my my dog. I'll, yeah. So my dog of the week. I'm gonna go with uh, one. We don't really talk too much about it. Uh, maybe some association. My boy Taylor Horton Tucker, 20 years old. Uh, there you go. Of, he's been doing a lot of heavy lifting. Uh, THC. Davis. THT. THC. THT. Uh, he's been do- doing a lot of heavy lifting with Caruso out, Dennis Schroeder out, LeBron out, AD out. He's uh, kind of blossomed these last couple games. He obviously at the enormous game winner against the Knicks. That was pretty huge. And obviously uh, also had a pretty good game, 23 points, 10 assists yesterday against the Rockets. He's coming. I mean, Kuzma and him are playing pretty well. They're kind of, uh, I was going to say, no shout out to Kuz for the game. winner. No, no. Yeah. They, they've been really peaking. Uh, it's really good to see this from the role players. They're really peaking when they kind of need it the most. Uh, I know the standings are kind of out of whack right now. I don't know if they're going to play in the play. And uh, it seemed like that Lakers Warriors, uh, that'd be incredible. I, I kind of want to see that. That's the game I kind of want to see. But, uh, yeah, Horton Tucker, my guy, uh, homegrown guy, um, that's, uh, who says, that's my dog. Who says the Lakers buy their championships, right? Where, where, where's, where's the Zay, where's the Zay show to uh, Yeah, I wish I could have watched that. I wish I could have yeah, been, with, I I been with Zay yeah. when Horton Tucker had that game winner. Yeah, who uh, says they can't draft and develop guys? No, but that, that was pretty funny. The, yeah, no, the NBA is getting fun. The NBA is getting fun. Maybe next yeah. week we can break in because I think next, this obviously Saturday and Sunday, the last two days of the regular season. Yeah. So, well, uh, we'll see what the playing game. Don't ask me about my Celtics because I'm not going to answer about them. Um, they're obviously in the playing game for some strange reason. They got two all-stars 
three if you count Ken, but he's been an all-star and they're still in the playing game. So that's a little disappointing. But maybe next week, hopefully, you know, early in the week, we can get into some of these playoff yeah. matchups. It should be a last fun couple of days, though, in the regular season. Um, you know, I know, like I said, a lot of people counted those Lakers out a couple of weeks ago. You know, the We Believe Lakers uh, 2.0 is on, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do you, uh, you and Zay, Zay's Hornets playing? It seems like it. I guess we'll have to have him on to, uh, to debate with us on the NBA stuff. No, like I said, it's a fun time right now. I mean, I always say it's a fun time with sports. I like but, to play. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The play. Oh, I absolutely love it. I, I think it's genius. That's good. Uh, I don't really love that my Celtics are going to be in it, but <laughs> it is what it is. Right. I mean, it, it, it'll make it fun. You know, it adds a couple of teams. It's like the wild, the wild card game in the MLB, which hasn't been too fun for us either as A's fans, but uh, either way, it adds some excitement to it. Right. It, it adds a couple more playoff teams. NFL wild card too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, super, super. What is it? Super wild card Sunday. So uh, yeah. it'll be fun, man. Like I said, maybe next week we can get in some NBA and kind of see where all the the playoff matchups shake out, right? Because I believe the West is still pretty open, right? I think the Lakers can end up being the five or end up being the seven. Yeah, right? I, think I, mean, the, I, think some, I think the there's some movement that can go around, right? Yeah, the Blazers are currently playing the Suns. I believe that that kind of has some implication, and uh, the Mavericks also. That there, there's implication. There could be some uh, five, six, seven. It's still kind of fluid. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Should be fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Should be fun. All right. So uh, that was a productive chat. Solid podcast. Talk some Canelo. Talk some NFL schedule. Uh, talk some UFC 262. Very excited for that. But, uh, yeah, Joel, it's been – it's been uh, – Yes, sir, another week. Time. Another week. We'll see how this whole uh, UFC card shakes out. And uh, we'll jump back next week and maybe see how the NBA uh, playoffs next up shake out. So stay tuned. Thank you again, yeah, everybody, for listening. For sure. No, yeah, we will uh, talk to you guys next week. All right, partner. Thank you.